Hello, everybody. This is Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. We are back uh, with you all for another episode of the Barbershop Group Podcast. It's always great to be on with you all. And uh, as you can see, I have uh, Dr. Stephen Poulter uh, on with us today, uh, the author of The Shame Factor, How to Heal Your Deepest Fears and Set Yourself Free. He's also the author of The Father Factor, How Your Father's Legacy Impacts Your Career. And uh, we will get into uh, part of that book um, later on uh, as we, we continue some of these recordings, some of these podcasts. Um, if you go to our Instagram there, you can see a little blurb. And then later on, you'll see some excerpts of the book that may give you an indication of something that you want to take a look at um, in your own personal life, right? As I, um, I like to remind everybody, all the stuff that we talk about here is not therapy in and of itself. It is a window into what you may learn should you develop a relationship with a therapist or a psychologist in the future. Uh, but this is one of the resources that can help you help you get there. Okay. Uh, and the other thing that I like to say uh, also is whenever you uh, get resources from us, uh, whether these are books, uh, articles, and things like that, I always offer a word of caution. And that is ask yourself why you're reading it. Are you reading it for yourself or are you reading it for someone else? Chances are, um, if, it, if you're not reading it for yourself, I would probably not put as much weight into it. I wouldn't, wouldn't share it with a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily have the same ring. It can be kind of offensive yeah. to do that. So, you know, when you come to us, you're really coming because you are the one who needs help. Um, there's, there's somebody in your life who you developed a good relationship with who will be open to you sharing um, the, these resources with them. So just a word of caution about how that's done, because, you know, guys, I can tell you in the world of uh, social media or what I like to call social media, there's so many people <laughs> out there who read a paragraph, mm -hmm. who read an excerpt of something. And then they begin to identify all these issues and other people out there and they don't look at themselves. Right. That's one of the easy things for us to do. And we do that, whether it's, um, um, you know, an article about sociology, whether it's, it's mm -hmm. something that's uh, religiously based, politically based, it doesn't matter. We want to label everybody else to look at the issues yeah. that other people have. And I have to tell you guys, the problems are not out there. The problems are in here. Okay, uh, so that's my soapbox for the beginning of our show, but I think it's really important Excellent. everybody understand that. So, Dr. Poulter, um, today, you know, we want to start delving into uh, father-son father relationships. We've been covering um, uh, the four horsemen with regard to uh, moms and, and kind of divorcing mom and reorienting ourselves with regard to our relationships with mothers. And I think that those things are important, but I also think that uh, for, uh, for equality's sake, right. It's, and, and it's yeah, about exactly. men. We definitely yeah. want to get into um, how fathers impact men and boys as well. You know, I have to tell you a funny story and I think that I've shared this with mm -hmm. you off air before. Um, and that's that, you know, when I was a younger boy, I had a great mm -hmm. relationship with my mom. Okay. 
Um, like my mom could do no wrong, even though mm-hmm. now we know my mom has done wrong, right? Um, <laughs> so she's yeah. not perfect. <laughs> she's not perfect. Okay. okay. Um, okay. but as a, as a boy, mom yeah. was the go-to, and my dad lived with us. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was there. They were married. You know, yeah. uh, but dad was not really a prominent figure uh, in the house. He wasn't a person who, like, he wasn't the guy that was playing ball with me in the back. Um, you know, he wasn't the guy that was, uh, playing, getting on his knees and playing cars with me in my room. He wasn't that, that guy. Um, Mm -hmm. and so the things that, you know, Mr. Fred Rogers, one of my favorite people, as you know, Mr. Fred Rogers used to always say that play, (laughs) that play is a, is a learning language and a love language for children. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not really something that my father was involved with me in when I was younger, I was mom. Okay. But as I got older, probably somewhere in my twenties or so, um, my relationship with my father improved dramatically. Uh, it improved so much. Um, it was just like, wow, is this, is this the same guy? You understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I remember, um, um, you know, thinking that my dad was just out of touch. He was outdated. Uh, he was weird. Um, uh, he smoked a little weed. He smoked a little weed back in the day. And I thought maybe the weed was messing him up, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, this dude, this dude is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, Charles, more guys. We all think that our dad's just, Oh my God, my dad's just out there. Right, right, right. We all think that when we're younger, right? We'll be like, oh, that, yep. dude, that old fart doesn't know what the hell he's talking he about. Yeah. No idea, mm-hmm. right? Too much dad, right? And then as get the we game. get as we get older, okay, as we what? as we get older, he gets better. Think? He gets better. Charles, what age did he yeah. get better for you? About what age? Do you remember? <sighs> you know what? I I can't say. I can't say exactly what the age was, but I will tell you there was an event that I think impacted mm-hmm. uh, our relationship. And that was my, um, my father losing his father. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big I think, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause if I'm, um, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that uh, I was at, college at the time and uh my dad would say to me hey you know your granddad he's not doing so well um or i would call my mom and my mom would say well you know he went to go take care of uh of him or went to go visit or you know you know mm-hmm. he hasn't been here for a few days because he's been over there because you know he was kind of caretaker and just dad would go to work and then he would mm-hmm. go take care of his dad dad would go to work take care of his dad and obviously he would still be in contact with my mom and all of that and that was okay right. uh she understood uh, because mom had lost my mom lost her father very very early in life okay about how old um, charles um under 10 no no i would say mom i was no 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 i i would say gosh my mom was about 20 two when she lost her dad 
Yeah, she was about 22. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about that, that interestingly is she lost her father mm-hmm. at a time that was really important for her because that's when she was pregnant with me. Oh, okay. You see time. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, Charles, we'll circle back to that timing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, with that, um, that relationship began to change as he saw his grandfather deteriorating. They were having some conversations about... Um, about spirituality and, and conversations about life and uh, talking about um, my grandfather's experiences more in depth. And before you knew it, before I know it, you know, knew it, recognized it, the way that dad and I began to communicate had opened up tremendously. You know, um, the, the sharing, the, mm. the lack of judgment, like the judgment went out the window. Um, yes. A lot of those, a lot of those things went away. And then, here's the crazy part about it: uh, as as my father aged, and more of his colleagues began to get ill, die, things like that, um, the way that we communicated became even more transparent, more heartfelt. Okay, uh, your dad reconnected to you, Charles. Yeah, we'll talk about that through the yeah, lifeline. Yeah, yeah. Can re- yeah, your grandfather passed. How old were you when grandpa passed? So I was, um, I want to say I was probably, gosh, 21, 22, some, somewhere around there. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, some, something like that. And so you're, so, you're a young man at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, I remember it. Um, you know, because uh, you know, Granddad was a very, a very uh, popular and powerful person in the family. A good, really, really humble, good dude. You know, he really was. Um, I, I don't think, in terms of the men who have come after him, his sons and uh, grandsons, none of us, none of us have been able to hold a matchstick to this man. And uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure that there are family. I have family members who uh, watch the YouTube videos. I have family members who listen to the <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of people will be upset with having having heard that. But then there will be a lot of people in the family who are saying, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's about right. right. I can tell you, matter of factly, that just about every other man has been a fuck up compared to my grandfather. Okay. Um, yeah, even, even though, even though many men have not, they, they've not missed, they're not mass murderers, right? But still, we've not, we've not, the, the manner of failings and things that we have had in our lives, that wasn't my granddad. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so that's when things changed with dad. Okay. It was around that time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here, as always. Yeah. And talking about dads, and one thing I say to all men listening to this, if you're in the role of a father, you're a father. Mm-hmm. Whether it be at work, in your neighborhood, yeah, with your stepkids. Stepkids is a legal term. That's mm-hmm. not a that's a that's not a psychological term. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, that's in family law. Okay. Yeah. I always say, yeah. hey, dude, that's in family law, man. This is right. You're in the role of a father. You're a father. Yeah. 
And that impact, well, I didn't meet the kids till they were 15. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You're, you, when you jump in the movie, you're in the movie. Right. Yeah, you're in the movie. And, and, I, that, that's, and your that's dad's really movie important. changed. Mm-hmm. When Grandpa passed, Charles, we'll get to it later, but people think dad's um, a fossil, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> dad's not a fossil okay right, right, right there's right. one takeaway today oh my dad's not a fossil even though we yeah. may look like it with gray hair we're not right because some dads are better with 20 somethings 30 something than they are with younger children right mm-hmm. i got some guys are great with younger children but are terrible teenagers gotcha. it ebbs and flows charles it's yeah. your dad when after your grandfather passed wanted to be a better father mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And I think about that. Um, you know, guys, anybody, obviously, uh, a male who has, you know, uh, uh, dick and balls can produce a child. Right. Um, <laughs> biology is easy. Bi- biology is easy. Right. Uh, but being a dad, it, it takes a, a lifetime. Um, and mm. uh, these are Good roles. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are you know, a father. That's that's not something that can be replaced. Just like mom, that's not something that can be replaced. And I know a lot of people out there think that okay, a father can be replaced. But you mm-hmm. just heard Dr. Poulter say, well, it doesn't no matter way. if your stepfather or, or whatever the case is. You know, when you step in, um, this is how children see you. Okay, regardless of how your intellect may view it yourself, when a child looks at you. They're looking at somebody who is ready to be a role model. This is because that's what children naturally expect. They expect for an adult coming into the picture to behave a certain way. Right. Charles, spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. You know, Charles, one of the things um, I call it the father factor. It, men. I have a lot of guys say, well, I never got married. And I don't, you know, I don't have kids. Go, but there, there's so many guys, young women, and men around you that need you to be a father figure. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. I use the analogy: when you're on the football field, it doesn't matter if you're third string or fifth or first string. You're in the game. You're yeah. in the game, yeah. and no one's asking what, what, where you rank in the team. You're in the game. Yeah, and, right. And Charles, the other thing right. I want to say: one thing, I have a lot of fathers saying, "I haven't talked to my kids in years." I think it's too late. I say it's never too early. It's to never too yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. Never too never early. Too late. Always, never uh, too late, never yeah. too early, huh? Yeah, never too early. Mm. Charles, that's part of healing and recovery. A lot of yeah. guys have gotten recovery. Well, I lost my kids. No, you didn't. No, you, you didn't. Can reconnect. Right. Yeah. That's no right. way. Don't buy that. Yeah. Right. You gotta do some work. It's gonna take work. But uh, you but get a shovel, you get you gotta dig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get a shovel, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. Guys, fathers. <laughs> Just like uh, uh, mothers, fathers are pillars in the development of a child's emotional well-being, too. You know, children look to fathers to 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 lay down rules, uh, to enforce them. My dad definitely did that, probably sometimes too much. Uh, they also look mm, yeah, to fathers exactly. to provide, yeah. like, like, security, you know, physical uh-huh. security, emotional security. Kids want to make father's mm-hmm. proud a lot a land i don't know about you doc but i definitely wanted to make my dad proud right um, charles can we stop there for a second every yeah. boy wants his father's acceptance yeah, yeah. period it doesn't matter yeah, what age I, absolutely absolutely 
That's one of our pillars today. And I have mm. men that for a lifetime, Charles, they're still looking for that approval. Really? Wow. I got a guy in his mid-60s, father just passed. He's still craving his approval. Mm, okay. Dad was 98 when he passed. His dad really? never really gave it verbally. Wow. And this man has a vacuum hole in him the size of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. See, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, because because the other thing that we don't think about mm-hmm. a lot of times, Doc, is that the, the inner growth and the strength that uh, a father can provide for, right. for a, a child. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Charles, that's you, a big one. That You get your finger on the pulse. I Charles, the, part of the men, same sex identification is big. Like daughters mm-hmm. identify with their mother. Mm-hmm. boys want to identify their dad yeah. and there's a cross you know the daughter father we'll get to that but sons they want their father's approval right right yeah now they, they want that they want that support the reason why they want that support obviously is a lot of studies have shown that that oh a child's cognitive ability and social development increases with that support of the father is that right right on and mm-hmm. i tell dads you're the backstop Mom can be the softball, wiffle ball pitcher, mm-hmm. but you're the backstop. When what, do you mean by control, that? What, what do you mean by yeah, backstop for the guys? It's like, it's not like Harry Truman, but a boy needs to know, like, there's a wall there. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to help me. If I'm in a free fall, he's going to help me. Mm-hmm. He's okay. going to stop it. Your son's a pilot. Dad's a co-pilot. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that is that is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Dad's a co-pilot. But right. when you hit a storm, you know, young boy, shit happens. Excuse me. Stuff happens. Yeah. You know, I used to call, uh, I used to, my buddy used to say, no news is good news for my son. Mm. Like my son would call me from college. I knew something was up. But he called okay. me because he needs our, he needs us then. Right. Right. And I tell dads, to be emotionally connected to your son, regardless of okay, marital status, you can be married for seven years, but you're a dad for life. Mm. You're a dad for life. Okay. Marriages yeah. can come and go. No, no judgment, right. but you're right. a dad for life. Right. That's right. Okay. That's right. And being yeah. a sperm yeah. donor is that doesn't automatically make you a father, your commitment to fatherhood. Yeah. And really you end up fathering yourself, Charles. Yeah, I I think about your son. He's a pilot. He wouldn't be a pilot if you didn't support him. That would not right. be happening without your involvement. That's right. That's right. Hands you know, down. It's, it's, it's funny that I, that listening to you say that, because um, uh, I, I just uh, this is a moment of, of my mess coming out is, you know, I've been working with him since he was 13 on 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 this endeavor and he's 16 now for you guys who don't know um he is an faa certified pilot today at 16 years old and congratulations um, i have the both of people you. in my life yeah i've got people in my life doctor who you know they know that i don't like to take credit for anything uh and they will not let me not take credit for helping my son get to that point in his life where he's able to jump out in his plane on a Saturday, a Sunday and fly around by himself. And, you know, wow. air traffic controllers. Know who he is. And, yeah. Charles. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I'm sorry. If you didn't fund that emotionally, emotional funding is one that I want to talk about today. Your son's not a pilot. Mm, got it. Dads think, well, I'm just a pot, a checkbook. No, you're not. Mm. That is peripheral. You're an emotional checkbook. Okay. I see. What you gave your son emotionally, the courage to try this, that's the mm. backstop. Yeah. Got it. You gave him courage. Hey, son, I'm here. Let's go do this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's turned into something very, very, you know, miraculous. And the crazy thing about it, doctor, is people will ask him all the time, hey, do you think you're doing anything special? And he'll be like, no. Like, you just think it's a regular day at the office? And he's like, yeah, pretty, pretty I ride much. A bike, right? Yeah, I ride a bike, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, no, you like, don't. Ride, <laughs> you fly a bike. <laughs> you know, but my son is, a, yeah. so he's like, you know. My my dad always reminds me that mm -hmm. I didn't make my bed this morning, so I'm just a regular guy, you know. But mm -hmm. but when you talk about the emotional support, um, and, and I'm I I got to tell you as an aside, I still do struggle with being being proud of myself for helping him with that. But I'm getting I'm getting better about it. Just so y'all know, Charles. <laughs> listen, I, I hear you. I'm not. I, I want you to hear me. You know, all the dads out there, you emotionally funded his courage. Mm. My son's done some stuff. I may not agree with it, but mm. I funded him emotionally. Yeah. Okay. He needed me yeah. to say, okay, Jonathan, go do it. Yeah. You can do this. Okay. You got this. And that's yeah, what dads can give their daughters. And you can do this. You can do this. Mm. I want to give you an anecdotal so, story. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, USC, I meet the, one of the Heisman quarterbacks, and I'm interviewing for the father factor. So I go meet the dad. And I ask Carson Palmer's dad, mm -hmm. how did you support Carson through school in football? Mm -hmm. Well, I had to find out what he wanted to do. And right. once he – right, that's what I got behind. Now, if he wanted to be a chef, we'd be opening a restaurant. Mm -hmm. If he wanted to be a musician, we'd be doing music. He goes, but my job was to fund him. I had never heard the way he put it. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. That, that's interesting. You know, I think is, about that. Yeah. 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 Because there's something. Funding him emotionally. Funding emotionally. I can tell you when my, when I, when, when my son kept talking about, um, kept talking about being a pilot, flying his planes, right? You know, obviously fear kicked in for me. Um, but then I, and just, rightfully, I so. <laughs> yeah. right, right. rightfully so, right? <laughs> yeah, where I sat down with him, doc, and I just said, Hey, listen, man, I said, You know, planes are some of the safest vehicles that we have mm -hmm. on the face today, they really are. Okay, I said, But you know, every now and then, every now and then, there's an unfortunate and tragic incident where uh, people lose their lives. And I said, I got a couple questions for you. One, are you okay with being responsible for other people's lives in this capacity? And he said, yes, that I can do it. I'm okay. I said, okay, number two, are you okay dying doing, I said, do you love flying? He said, yes. I said, okay, are you okay dying doing something that you love if it would ever come to that. And he said, 
yeah, I'd be okay with that because it's something that I took responsibility for and I love flying. And I was like, well, wow. Wow. I guess that's, that's all I got. So, okay, go ahead, go fly. Charles, Um, what you just did, if you could bottle this, you'd never work another day in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Charles, I get to, and this goes for women too. Yeah. This goes for women. Yeah. Dad, I'm telling you out there, if you haven't talked to your kids lately, two things. One, it's not your kid's responsibility to call you. Can we get that off the table? Mm, thank you for we, saying can, that. Can thank we can we just saying. get that off yes. the table? That's BS. That's right. It makes my blood boil. My son never yeah. calls. Yeah. It's not his responsibility, dude. That's You're right. You're the parent. That's right. You're the parent. You're the parent. Be a parent. Thank you. Be a parent. There's so many, there's so many parents out there of various cultures and backgrounds who think that the child Correct. is supposed to be the one that's running to out. them to that, that re- yeah, yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. That's not, that's not how this started. Like you're, Works. you're mom, Mm-mm. you're dad. So when in your mind, mom, mom or dad, right? When in your mind did it switch to where the child is supposed to be the one that looks reaches after out. you now, that reaches out to you now? Uh, anyway, don't get me started on that. Okay, you and I, uh, but can we just uh, stipulate that that's BS? And if you're doing that as a parent, get in the game. Yeah. Get in the game. Right. Call that's your kid. Right. That's right. That's right. Call your it's kid. It's your responsibility. So, you know, I do want to want to talk about this emotional support that you mentioned, uh, because a lot of times, doctor, we hear about how important it is for fathers to show emotional support to their daughters. Uh, we've heard it for a number of years, and it's gotten increasingly yes. louder because of certain movements that exist yep. today where they want fathers to show up for the daughters. And I, we know as a man who has daughters, you've got to show up for your daughters. Right. Charles, I've got two, you've got daughters. Let me tell you something right now. Uh, Showing up for your daughter is giving Teflon to her that she can weather the storms in this rough world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause there are women that are comfortable with men and there's women that aren't the women I've met who are who aren't comfortable, their relationship with their dad 10 didn't develop. Right. Yeah, that's right. That, that's very true. Right? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the father-daughter thing a little later, but I wanted to yeah. mention emotional support and how we tend to overlook the emotional support for fathers to sons because we focus so much on fathers and daughters and their emotional support. But it sounds like you know, it's just as important for fathers to lend that, to, to, to give that, not to lend, yes. to give that emotional support mm-hmm. uh, to, to boys uh, as well. And so we want to really, mm-hmm. really let uh, men know who are watching, who are listening out there. This is one of the reasons why it's so important for you to get in touch with your own emotional self, right? Um, so that you are able to stand in. Yes with your son when your son needs you, you know, um, that, that's Charles, extremely there, important. Yeah. It, Charles, and it, a lot of men, I know you're going to go with me on this one. Say, well, my dad never gave that to me. I go, when in doubt, think about what you wanted from your dad and give that to your son. 
and give that to yourself. Yeah. 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 Yourself and your son. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I tell dads, when my son turns 18, he doesn't need me. I go, you're a, I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. Yeah. No. You, yeah. You're, you're an no, idiot no, group. No, 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 no can do. No, no can do. You remember your dad for life. Okay. Right. Why dad? That's right. Listen, my dad passed when I was in my uh, late forties. I can tell you right now, I needed him all the way up to the end. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, and the same other thing, thing that my father shared about yeah, his father. Yeah. I need him all the way up to the end. And one of the things I tell, uh, spoke to his son last night, he's raging about his father. He's 29. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, the day you enter adulthood, you know, the day that'll be what? When you stop blaming your dad for your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But my that's dad, right. da, 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 I go, that may be true. The day you stop blaming your dad is the day the sons enter adulthood. Yeah. And adulthood right. doesn't mean you don't have children. Mm. You're like, your dad loved grandpa. It allowed you, Charles, to get good stuff from your dad. Right. right. That transgenerational stuff. Here we go. It's going, yeah. down the, it's going down the tree. Yeah. It's going down Man, the tree. I tell you guys, you know, Dr. Post, there, there was a time when my conversation with my father would be uh, a few words, very short. And that yep. was it. You know, and now... Um, I can get on the phone with my dad and I will literally talk to my dad for an hour, two hours. And I mean, we are deep, wow. he- heavy it- with it. And it, it, it's, I'll tell you another story. Um, I remember going home for, I went home for, um, uh, for the passing of a loved one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was staying at my, my, my parents' house and my father mm-hmm. came in. He said, he knocked on the door. He said, Hey man, you, uh, you're decent. So yeah, dad, I was sitting there on this little, you know, couch in the room. And, uh, he said, you mind if I sit down? I said, no, oh, go ahead, dad. What's going on? And he was like, Oh man, you know, I know we've been busy and running around and I just want to check in with you. Right. So that was that, that language check in with you. Okay. And he sat down and I said, Oh, I'm good. I said, I'm a little tired um, and, and hungry, but otherwise I'm okay. And he said, Hey man, um, I wanted to talk to you about something. And um, he said, you know, I don't know how you talk to your, to your buddies and all, but um, he said, man, you know what guys, we don't do a good job um talking about fidelity and infidelity with each other and uh, he said you know recently man i had to pull a friend aside a friend who you know but i won't mention his name Mm -hmm. friend that i have known for probably 40 45 years or so and i had to almost strangle him over divorcing his wife and i had to just shake him up and say man what the hell are you doing you know, like, like you get yep. ready to, you, you, you know, and, and so he, th- this is how my dad started talking to me, you, you know, just, and I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, where are we going? Dad, yeah. I was like, my dad, yeah, where are we going, dad? <laughs> enough telling yeah. me this. And he was just like, you know, really, really coming straight with some stuff, man, that was heavy and deep. Um, and, um, you know, I, I really appreciated my dad sharing himself with me in a way that um, he didn't previously. And in a way that mm-hmm. at the time, I felt like that. You don't have to do that. 
you know, we don't have to talk about that. You don't have to tell me about your friends or how it was bothering you or things like mm-hmm. that. But since, since then, now I sit in a place where I, when I talk to men, Dr. Poulter, and I think you probably will understand why. Today, I tell men, hey, mm-hmm. don't hold anything. Don't hold anything back from your sons. Right. Okay. Charles, right on. Charles, I want to give a guys a couple things to take away today. What you just said about your dad and your son. A mo- guys, go, I don't know how to support my son. First of all, if you think you've screwed things up, ask for forgiveness. Right. Definitely. You want your son to go out in the world and be strong? Show him how to, show him how to ask for forgiveness. Because that builds strength mm. and stability. You screwed up with your daughter? Yeah. Ask for forgiveness. And whatever it may right. be. That's right. Okay? Like, I divorced your right. mother and I wasn't around. I was an idiot. That's, you know something? Okay. Because kids, Charles, were innately wired to love our parents. Right. And as our parents, as a dad, you empowered your son to take a risk. Mm. You empowered your son to take, I've thought about this many times. If you're not empowering him, he's not a pilot. Yeah. He'd spent a lifetime wishing he was. Okay. And there's a lot of dads out there. Empower your son. And when Carson Palmer's dad says to me, he wanted football. Mm -hmm. We're going football. Mm -hmm. He goes, I had to emotionally empower him for football. Yeah. Yeah, Charles, that's, and his daughter, I've got a daughter. I don't care what your daughter says to you at 14, 16, or 17, or at 28. She still wants you. Yeah. Right. Empower her. That's right. Yep. Empower her. Because also, yeah, Charles, definitely. the last one I want to say, man, your son's not an extension of you. He's not many you. See him as a separate individual that you yeah. want to empower. Okay. By and doing that, that yes. It, yes. Oh, now we're going. Now we're going. Now we're, okay, now we're getting so now, some traction. Let's, let's, because I was, yeah. it was already coming out. You yep. being, being, mm-hmm. being the man familiar with Christian theology in the Bible. Yes. You Absolutely. know that there is a certain passage in the Bible that says uh, to teach the, the, the son or the child in a way that they should go and they'll never depart from that. You, you're familiar with it. Yes, I am. In Proverbs. But, but, yes. Okay. But I have, mm-hmm. said, I have always said that we have bastardized the interpretation of that. Okay. And what I mean by that is this, a lot of parents out there think that Mm -hmm. the child is an extension of them and they want that child to embody what they embody. Okay. I understand it differently today. Mm -hmm. No, you don't, you don't, you're not teaching Mm -hmm. your child in the way that you think that they should go. You are teaching the child in the way that the child's spirit intellect right and we'll being go. is going will go okay so so <clears throat> i remember sitting you know my son used to be a boy scout and i remember we went to a, a boy scout meeting where they had a lot of entrepreneurs who were talking about their businesses at the um, at the uh, at the meeting and there were several entrepreneurs who expressed a bit of disappointment in the fact that their own children did not want to get involved in the businesses that they had set up 
during their oh lifetime. Right. right. And I understand that disappointment. I can see that hurt and that pain. And it's like, oh my gosh, are you going to let this business fall apart? Okay. But at the same time, if your child does not want to be involved in that particular way, then that's okay because they have a, oh. a different passion and a place yeah. that they're going to. Right. And so as a father, when I heard that mm -hmm. I was trying to be supportive to the men who were expressing disappointment, but also say to the men, Hey, listen, maybe here's an opportunity with your business yep. and what you have built to support your child in the, mm -hmm. in the development Way in which the, the, their yes, life, their life, Charles, it, it's tools. See, I agree with you. That passage in the Bible is give your son and daughter tools to create their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give yeah. them building materials. Right. And if they need help on the blueprint, they'll ask you. Yeah. 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 So give them good. the tools. Give them the tools. Charles, give, give them the them tools, the man. Not okay. the railroad. Not the railroad. Right. Yeah. You're not going to be able to build everything for them. Nope. And by the right. way, Charles, one that's on our last is as parents, as dads, we need to tolerate when our son, what we think when they fail. We need to have frustration tolerance. Absolutely. Let him do a face plant a few times. Yeah. He'll do better. Yeah. yeah. He'll do better. And the big thing about that, you know, all of us have, have face planted and we forget. Oh Somehow we start getting a little gray. <laughs> Am right? We have amnesia as a word. <laughs> and then we got, we got amnesia. We forgot what it was like to chase after the girl, to, to tell a lie. We forgot what it was like to make a mistake. We forgot what it was like to, mm -hmm. to do something stupid or, or, you know, make a bad decision. Stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Right. It is what it is. Right? Um, In quotes. We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forget those things. And, and, mm -hmm. and so that, I think that's one of the other things that kind of makes me a, a little bit reserved with regard to, you know, I have a 19 year old who um, he wants to uh, become the, uh, a governor, state governor. Right. He's pre-law right now. And he's he's wanting mm -hmm. to get there. He's one of the top guys on the debate team at his university and all of that. And these things wonderful. are great. These things are wonderful things. But I also remember that for him and for the pilot son of mine, hey, they're still going to fuck up. Okay. And Charles, yeah. if they're not fucking up, we're not doing our job right. <laughs> I'm serious. I, right? I'm telling you, I tell they gotta they've got to make mistakes. I got yeah. a kid that just dropped out of a medical school. His father is foaming at the mouth. Mm -hmm. I said, this is the first time in his life he made his own decision for his life. Right, right. And, and the, the dad doesn't know, doesn't know what to do. Oh, he says, I'm not paying your bill. I go, you don't need to. You don't need to. It doesn't matter. You can't right. control him or me. That's right. With That's money. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't use money. Absolutely. Charles, if yeah. our sons aren't taking risks, then we're sending them the wrong message. The wrong message. The wrong message. That's right. Message. Yeah. And I'm not talking right. like crazy. I'm talking about decisions, building a business, going, becoming yeah. a governor, being yeah. a pilot. Right. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah. I'll tell. I'll tell you a funny one. My 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 oldest my oldest son. Um. He uh, he asked his mom. One time, uh, you, you know, he and I think, you know, it was a bit of joking in it. I think there's a level of truth to a joke, you know, uh, but he it like, has hey, to be or it doesn't um, work. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't work. Right. He's like, hey, um, you know, 
could I could I marry somebody uh, without introducing them to you or something like that? And, and the mom and, you know, her whole family is like, <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that. You can't. And I thought, wait a minute, guys, y'all not thinking. What if this young man is in the military in Japan and he meets somebody he, yep. and he marries her? You, you know, how can he how are you going to meet her? Meet her, mom? You know, and then I told my son, I said, hey, man, I know that you're joking and everything with your mom and all. But I said, listen to me. Don't ever let me or your mother control the happiness in your life. Okay. Don't right ever, don't, I, yep. said, I said, what if, what if, what if this person who you love is not ready to meet uh, your mother yet? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to postpone everything because of that. I said, don't, don't, don't fall into that. Respect your mother. Yes. Try to make efforts. Yes. But don't ever, ever get to the point where you're waiting for the approval of myself or your mother or somebody else because you won't get to the place where you're you're intended to go if you're waiting for somebody else to tell when it's okay to move and charles that's not contradictory to what we've just said that's supportive yeah because what you're saying is you do what you want son i still love you right Right. because the subtext is i love you versus some dads will say that if you don't do what i want i'm pulling back I'm pulling back the emotional funds. I'm pulling back even the money. Like the kid that dropped out of medical school, he goes, his dad says, what are you going to do? And I said, tell your dad, you're going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Because he has to. I mean, it's it's just, he's got to do it. That's his responsibility to figure it out. Yeah. And he'll do it. And you know something? It's the first time he's made his own decision. And that kid's going to do much better now. Yeah. I hear you. Guys, we are, you have been listening Thank to you. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Poulter, Dr. Stephen Poulter, the author of The Shame Factor. Heal your deepest fears and set yourself free. He's also the author of The Father Factor, Okay, how your father's legacy impacts your career. And we're going to be getting hot and heavy on fathers and sons, um, the, the good and bad and the ugly of it all. Uh, but uh, we are running short on time. We just want to remind you guys that you are able to pick up these two books on Amazon, um and um they're they're great reads the shame factor i you you guys have heard me talk about quite a bit if you're not following us on uh social media i know that social media today is just overrun with a lot of stuff but please please have patience with us at least you can follow us on twitter on twitter instagram uh and on facebook at the barbershop group uh and just so you know if you're a guy we also have a private whatsapp whatsapp group a supportive group where guys can come in, check in, they can share aspects of their lives, they can get support, they can read some of the articles uh, that are also posted on other social media platforms and uh, just really get to know uh, someone else who may have something similar going on. Now, here's the caveat Mm -hmm. to that WhatsApp group, and I think it's important, Doctor, that we share this, we say this, and that's that these type of support groups only work, guys, if you show up, okay? (laughs) <laughs> i don't know participation's a big deal i don't know it's, it's, yeah yeah okay hey, there we go participation is a big deal you yep. you can't come into the group and expect to have all of life's problems solved by seeing what's happening like let me take a look in the group oh nothing's going mm-hmm. on i'm gonna exit the group no. yeah, i like to take a phrase from from sobriety meetings and, and that it, it works if you work it Okay, so the support, yep. the support group will work if you work it. Okay, but again, that's yes. WhatsApp. And if you want to know how.
how to uh, join that group, uh, you can DM us. You can send us a direct message on Twitter, on Instagram, or Facebook. Again, if you're following us on those on those uh, mediums, you can send us a direct yeah. message. You can give us your phone number, and we can have you added to the uh, to the group. Okay, so guys, we know that the weekend is upon us. Um, you know, a lot of places are still experiencing cold weather. The pandemic is going to be around. So take care of yourselves um, yes. um, as much as possible. I know that uh, a lot of uh, places this weekend, it's Valentine's Day weekend. So restaurants are open and things like that. And you may want to do something special for someone. Just be safe. Okay. Take the message. Yeah, be smart be about it. For yourself. Yeah. Be smart yeah. about it. Okay. So until uh, next time, guys, uh, be well. I always say it, be well, but love you more. Love your yes. people. More. And we will talk to you soon.